0: Launch authorization received. Countdown sequence initiated. 3, 2, 1. Welcome to Truth Time, where you'll get a shot of the truth with no chaser. You're listening to Truth Time Radio on 1490 AM, the talk of Chattanooga, and 97.7 FM, Hot Country, Jackson, Ohio. And we're streaming coast to coast and around the world at truthtimeradio.com. And now your Truth Time host, Trey Searcy.
1: Today we're addressing a listener comment. Sean called in and left us a voice message. We thank you, Sean. Sean thinks that uh, we who are saved, members of the church today, are the Bride of Christ being spoken of in the scripture. So today we're going to try to clear up the confusion and find out just who the Bible declares to be the Bride of Christ. And you still can hear me singing to the people who don't listen To the things that I am saying, praying someone's gonna hear And I guess I'll die explaining how the things that they complain about Are things they could be changing, hoping someone's gonna hear. I was born a lonely singer and I'm bound to die to sing But I've got to feed the hunger in my soul. And if I never have a nickel, I won't ever die ashamed. Cause I don't believe that no one wants to know. Thanks for listening to
0: Truth.
1: Time here on AM 1490, The Talk of Chattanooga, broadcasting throughout Chattanooga, Tennessee, and FM 97.7, Hot Country, Jackson, Ohio. Today we're addressing a Truth Time listener comment, a caller who thinks the church, the body of Christ, is also the bride of Christ. So just how is it that this like some others, perhaps even you, came to believe that he is the Bride of Christ. Well, he probably heard it taught from the pulpit. Either his favorite TV, radio, or local church pastor told him that he was the Bride of Christ. Now the question is, what did he do? Did he put that theory to the test? Did he open the Bible and study this out for himself? How about this? Let's not only read but let's actually believe the Bible. Can we do that? How about we just let the bride of Christ be who the Bible declares the bride of Christ to be? We start with Revelation chapter 19 verses 7 through 9. Here we see John speaking of the marriage of the lamb, the wife that gets herself ready and we're even told that she will be arrayed in clean white fine linen. Paul in Ephesians four sixteen tells us that the whole body is fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth. And in Ephesians chapter five verse thirty, we find out that we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. Think about that. What need would we have for a marriage? We have no need for the dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to join, to join who? Jesus Christ with his body? Jesus is never apart from his body. We just read, we're already members of his flesh and of his bones. And if that weren't enough, the body of Christ is masculine, not feminine. We're God's husband, not his wife. However, Israel is referred to over and over throughout the Bible as female. In the book of Lamentations, chapter 1, verses 1 through 7, Israel is spoken of in every single verse as she or her. But you and I, members of the church of the body of Christ, we're called the one new man. Every single passage in the Bible that refers to this marriage between the bride and the bridegroom is never referring to us. It's referring to Israel and not the church, the body of Christ. Are you saved? If so, you can thank God that you're already joined with Christ. Instead of comparing preacher with preacher, instead of comparing commentary with commentary, let's just let God in his Bible answer our questions. Let's just examine the evidence and let the evidence speak. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 15 Here we're told that Christ has abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments, contained in ordinances. Now don't miss this. Listen closely. For to make in himself of twain one new man. Did you get that? The body of Christ is, and I quote, one new man, not a woman, not a bride. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. It reads as follows, For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Husbandry, not his wife, but his husbandry. We have no reason to be married to someone that we're already joined to. However, Israel did. Jeremiah thirty-one, thirty-two will bear that out. There we find that God was the husband to Israel. They divorced in Jeremiah 3, 8. But Hosea chapter 2 declares there's going to be a future remarriage. It'll be between Jesus and Israel. As the evidence continues to mount, let's look at Matthew chapter 9 verse 15. And Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn, as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and then shall they fast. Here's our solution. Just let the bride of Christ be who the Bible says it is. It's important that we be who we are, standing Colossians 2.10, complete in Christ. Now that's logical, isn't it? I mean, I'm no expert, but the hook has to go through the worm, does it not? In Revelations chapter 21, verse 9, Jesus tells John that he's going to show him the bride. And in verse 10, he shows John a great city, the holy Jerusalem, that descends out of heaven. And in verse 12, we see that in this city, there are 12 gates, 12 angels, and the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. There's 12 tribes. These tribes have names. What tribe do you belong to? Now, this is fascinating. Your church has you believing that this is you. However, that same church will also preach on Galatians chapter 3, verse 28. There we find out that in Christ there's neither Jew nor Greek. But in Revelation chapter 21, verses 9 to 11, we just read about the twelve tribes of the children of Israel, with their twelve gates and their holy city of Jerusalem. So while Paul tells us, members of the church, the body of Christ, there's no more distinction between Jew and Gentile, Revelation chapter 21 does make a distinction. This Bride of Christ is the holy city of Jerusalem with its twelve gates, twelve tribes, and the children of Israel. That's a clear distinction. You see, none of this fits with who you are. None of this fits with you who are the Ephesians 2.15 new man and the 2 Corinthians 5.17 new creature. You're a member of the church, the body of Christ. You see, the 21st chapter of the book of Revelation should not be hard to understand if you've studied Matthew chapter 19. In Matthew 19, verse 28, we read this, And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man will sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. I don't see you there nor do you. That's just plain old tradition. You've tried to fit yourself in here, but you just don't fit. Isn't it clear when we just rightly divide the word of truth? You see, in Christ, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, so the bride cannot be you. We just examined the evidence, and it's clearly talking about a great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven, with twelve gates, twelve angels, and the twelve tribes of Israel. In Christ there is no distinction, but here in the book of Revelation there clearly is. In Christ the church, the body of Christ, is made up of many members, and there is no distinction between Jew, Gentile, male or female, bond or free. But in Revelation 21 and anywhere else in the Bible that speaks of the bride of Christ, there absolutely is. There is a distinction. Again, examine this evidence for yourself. We have no need for a future marriage, but Israel does. Acts chapter 3, verse 19 is proof of that. Acts chapter 3, verse 19. Repent and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Now it's easy to see that here, Peter is saying sins are yet to be blotted out. And Peter also tells you when they will be. When Jesus, the Lamb, returns for his bride, the holy city of Jerusalem, its twelve gates, twelve angels, and the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. You see, I can only present the truth, but it's your responsibility not to fall prey to the religious mind conditioning. Don't believe me. Hey, anything I can talk you into, someone else can talk you out of. Do your own independent research. I'm just here to sound the alarm. We who are saved by faith alone in his finished cross work are resting, resting in the fact that our sins have been paid for. Our sins being completely paid for is the objective reality, but subjectively there are countless people that have not been able to enjoy it due to their unbelief. Picture salvation as your brand new dream home. Now, all the work on your home has been done, it's complete, the price that you could not afford has been paid, this home has been bought, it's fully purchased, and the only thing now is for you to simply move in. But instead, you've chosen to leave it vacant, unoccupied. So what happens? Well, it sits vacant. It's yours, but you refused it. And finally, there comes death. And sadly, because of your unbelief, you were never able to enter in and take ownership of what was rightfully yours. Will you receive by faith this free gift? You can have it. Just accept it. Just believe it. That is what Christ accomplished on the cross, and he done it for you on your behalf. You've read in Romans 3.24 where it plainly says that our justification is a free gift objectively it's been fully purchased on your behalf but subjectively your unbelief has not allowed you to possess it imagine the sadness that this must bring God to think that Jesus the God man came to earth a man who knew no sin but was made to be sin for you second Corinthians 521 he took your wrath and punishment on the cross Yet you reject it by mixing your own self-effort with his free gift, making it of no effect. This objective reality will never be your subjective experience apart from you taking God at his word and believing it. The only way to heaven is by faith in the finished cross work of Christ, not to be confused with the cross work of Christ. The cross work of Christ and the finished cross work of Christ not only sound different, they are different. Every Christian church in every city in every state of every country all around the world believes in the crosswork of Christ. But that number drops drastically when you search for those who believe in the finished cross work of Christ. Satan does not want you to get this. Satan did not want Christ to go to the cross and reconcile all humanity unto himself. And if he would have known that this was the purpose of the cross, he would have tried to prevent it. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8. But the fact of Christ dying for our reconciliation was a secret hid in God and kept from Satan. And it was only later that this secret was revealed to Paul, Romans sixteen twenty five. You see, there is sensical thinking and there is nonsensical thinking. There is going with the law of non-contradiction, and there is going against the law of non-contradiction. There is rightly dividing the word of truth, and there is wrongly dividing the word of truth. Many of the religious ideas we've all learned about over the years are not even biblical. The truth sets you free, and the devil doesn't want you free. After all, there's no truth in him, and he's nothing but a liar and the father of it. John chapter 8, verse 44. If knowing the truth sets you free, then what will lies do to you? Lies will only suppress and oppress, putting you under bondage. Legalism will take you and your pride for a ride. You'll travel down the Look at Me highway and end up at the corner of Crash and Burn Drive. Legalism is the greatest weapon the enemy uses today. Take off your legalistic lenses and put on your grace glasses. And take a fresh look at what God's been trying to get you to see for your entire life. Focusing on behavioral modifications for salvation is one of Satan's greatest weapons. Take your eyes off yourself and look to the cross.
0: And with this empty glass, I will break the past. Because with the morning I can open my eyes. I want this to be mine. Awakening You're listening to Truth Time Radio on 97.7 FM, Hot Country, Jackson, Ohio and 1490 AM, The Talk of
1: Chattanooga You can now hear Truth Time on demand at truthtimeradio.com
0: band for your case is out.
1: Thanks for listening to Truth Times here on AM 1490 the Talk of Chattanooga, broadcasting throughout Chattanooga, Tennessee, and FM977. Hot Country, Jackson, Ohio. Today we're addressing a Truth Time listener comment. A caller who thinks the church, the body of Christ, is also the bride of Christ. When searching for the truth, it's important that you do your own research. I encourage you to do your own research, and anything that you hear me say that cannot be supported with Scripture rightly divided must be thrown out. Now, On the subject of bridal theology, bridal theology is pagan in its origin. It's a false teaching that began in the Church of Rome. It's Roman Catholicism. Revelation chapter 21 verses 12 and 14 leave no room for guessing to whom this Bride of Christ city is being built for. Verse 12 tells us that this city had a wall great and high with twelve gates and at the gates twelve angels. And the names written there are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. You're not in a tribe. You're not in one of the tribes of Israel. You never have been, and you never will be. Now, verse 14 describes the wall of the city as having twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles. This city is not to be spiritualized by your pastor, It's a literal, physical city with real material, and according to verses 15 to 17, has three dimensions, with gates located in the north, the south, and on the west sides of the city. Now listen to me. Make no mistake, Christ will not marry his own body. Those who fail to rightly divide the word of truth will fall for the bride of Christ's theology. It's this sort of teaching that will have you thinking you must do works to become without spot or wrinkle, For the most part, Rome has been successful with spreading this bridal theology. Now Christianity looks like all other world religions. Christianity now looks like a house of cards religion supported by your own self-effort. Most are ignorant to the free gift of righteousness promised to all who would by faith take God at his word, believing that Christ died for all their sins. Instead, they think he died for some and they're going to take care of the rest. The scriptures are explicitly clear, and nowhere do we find where Paul ever taught that the body of Christ is also his bride. Not once are we referred to as the Bride of Christ. Again, this is Roman Catholicism. Roman Catholic priests take an oath of celibacy, and they marry the church. This is where the term Bride of Christ originally came from. In Jeremiah 3.14, we read this, Turn, O backsliding children! saith the LORD, for I am married unto you, and I will take you, one of a city, and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. Now who does this sound like Jeremiah is addressing? Israel, not the church. Those who teach the church as being the bride of Christ do so while saying that we must make ourselves ready, but when the word of truth is rightly divided... It becomes clear that Ephesians chapter 5 verse 25 through 27 and Revelation chapter 19 verse 7 are saying different things about the same thing. They both say different things about being ready. Revelation chapter 19 verse 7 Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. Ephesians 5, 25 through 27 Here, we see that Christ loved the church so much that He made us ready. He made us ready. He gave Himself for the church. Why? That He might sanctify and cleanse it and present it to Himself a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. So you see, while Revelation chapter 19, verse 7 says the wife did the work and made herself ready, In Ephesians chapter 5, we see that Christ did the work and made us ready. Things that are different can't be the same. We've been made righteous and without spot or blemish in our standing before God. We don't do anything to become ready, to become righteous. We already are. The church is not awaiting a marriage ceremony where two then become one. We're already one with Jesus now. If you believe that you're the bride, you're committing spiritual fornication. You're having an intimate relationship with the Lord prior to marriage. There's no works for the church the body of Christ to do to get themselves ready in preparation to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. Titus 3.5 says, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us. Making preparations to get ourselves ready is works. Paul never speaks of Jesus as the Lamb of God, and for good reason. Paul's epistles reveal the revelation of the mystery, not prophecy. In prophecy, Christ was the Lamb of God. He was described as being the victim. He was the innocent lamb that was led to the slaughter. But now, we have a new dispensation, and Christ is no longer seen as the victim, but rather the victor. Paul describes him in 1 Corinthians 2, eight as the Lord of glory, who conquered sin through his death and resurrection. Thank God for what Christ did for us on the cross, a free gift of salvation that's provided to all humanity. We take advantage of that by faith, and by faith alone. Rightly, dividing the word of truth clears away the confusion. In your Bible, there are those who are looking to inherit the Matthew 5.5 earthly kingdom. These kingdom saints were never given the assurance of their salvation. Remember, they were instructed to overcome and endure to the end for their salvation, Matthew ten twenty two. Not so for the church the body of Christ, we're eternally secure and have assurance of it. As members of his body we're Ephesians one six, accepted in the beloved and therefore complete in him Colossians two ten.
0: Got a Bible question? Call toll-free 1-888-988-9562. Email us at truthtimeradio.com. truth time we give the information so you can make intelligent decisions truth time where we weigh the evidence and make sound decisions not according to our feelings
1: just the facts
0: just the facts hey trey i just wanted to thank you for your broadcast it's been a lifeline to reformed charismatic drowning in a sea of spiritual mumbo jumbo you're clear, you're concise, and you're entertaining. Thanks again. This has been Truth Time with Trey Sercey. Visit our website at truthtimeradio.com. Until next time, remember, when a man who is honestly mistaken hears the truth, he will either quit being mistaken or cease to be
1: honest.